Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Who in your family checks how much rainfall you receive during a storm? Do they then share that amount with their neighbors to compare? If this resonates with you, you're just who the National Weather Service is looking for. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. Meteorologist Taylor Patterson shares more about what she does every day and how the general public can become weather observers through the Community Collaborative Rain, Hail, and Snow Network, also known as Coco Ross. So every day I spend my days forecasting the weather for southern Wisconsin and the open waters of Lake Michigan. And southern Wisconsin, uh, for those of you who don't know what our CWA is, is roughly from Lake Fond du Lac over to um, Milwaukee and down. And then we go over to Lafayette County and then back up to the Wisconsin Dells and Marquette and Green Lake County. So we're kind of that southwest corner. How did you get connected with the National Weather Service and Coco Ross? And really, what is it? So I got connected with the National Weather Service and started working with them back when I was in college and I worked for the Gray Main office. And they got me really involved in their spotter networks and their um, Coco Ross network and just their reporting. And basically what Coco Ross is, is it stands for the Community Collaborative Rain, Hill, and Snow Network. And basically it's a grassroots kind of observing network where we ask everyday people to just send in precipitation reports, condition monitoring reports, just to let them know what's going on in their backyards. And it's super helpful for us because it just lets us know what's going on in their yards, and it provides a lot of information, especially in more rural locations. You mentioned condition monitoring. What is condition monitoring and why is it so important? Yeah, so condition monitoring is just a brief report of what the weather conditions are and what you're seeing around you, whether that's impacts on people, plants, animals. It can be something as brief as we saw rain two days this week and I'm mowing the grass more, us- more often than usual. So these can be very brief and take anywhere from two minutes to 10 minutes, depending on how much information you want to put in there about what you're seeing around you. How can the average person become a weather reporter and help Coco Ross? So the easiest way to join Coco Ross is to go to their website, which is uh, C-O-C-O-R-A-H-S.org. And when you go to their website, on the right-hand side of the screen, you're going to see a yellow box that says Join Coco Ross. And you basically just fill out a brief survey about where exactly you are and who you are, and then you have created an account. And you just log in for condition monitoring. We recommend that you would record once a week, um, primarily on weekends would be the most helpful, but just once a week, anytime when you find time. And that is as much work as it takes to do condition monitoring. If you would like to do precipitation reports as well, basically it's a similar type of step. You just would log in, and there's an app too if you'd prefer to do it on your phone, and you just report the conditions you're seeing and the precipitation you're getting. We do recommend that you get a 4-inch rain gauge. Um, You can get the 4-inch rain gauge from Coco Raz. They have a cheap option for you to get. But the biggest thing is if you can't quite 
afford a four-inch rain gauge right now, um, try to get a rain gauge that has the biggest opening at the top. A lot of those, like, really small garden rain gauges that you'd find at, like, Fleet and Farm, um, the opening, the neck of it is just too small, so you're not going to be able to catch enough rain to get, like, a good representation of the amount of precipitation that has fallen. So we really do try to encourage people to get those four-inch rain gauge, but we do understand that, like, they can be a little bit expensive. How are these observations that these observers are having, how is that used then once they report it? For just the precipitation reports, we use those every day. Um, Meteorologists tend to look at current conditions and current observations almost every single day when we come in to start work because that sets a baseline of what the current conditions are. And the similar things with condition monitoring. We'll log in, and that's one of the first things we'll look at because it sets a baseline for what the current conditions are, and then we can look into the future from there. And then that will also let us know if a model just isn't quite working right because the current conditions that the model is giving us don't match up with what the current conditions we're receiving from people in our area are. And then for condition monitoring, that goes directly into the national drought forecast. So what you put in there is directly being impacted by what the national drought forecast given to us. So this information is obviously very important to you guys at the National Weather Service to helping forecasting why is it also beneficial for the farmers to be involved with? Not a day goes by where the weather doesn't impact how plants grow, how crops grow, how plants and animals and livestock are impacted. And the nice part about Coco Raz is that it will archive every single observation you put in. So for condition monitoring, if you've had a rough year with drought, you can be as detailed as you want of the type of crops that are affected, things you're doing to negate that, prices of how much hay or other materials that you need and the cost of them. And then you can look back on that and you have an archive of like, oh, well, we're starting to see less and less rain. What am I going to expect? Because now you have your own database. And then the other thing too is everyone can use that database. So not only are you helping out yourself, but you're helping out everyone around you in your community as well because everyone can go online and look at the Coco Raz data. What doesn't the average person know about creating a forecast, whether that's a three-day, a 10-day, things that you guys do at the National Weather Service every day? Some of the things, like I alluded to earlier, is the like condition monitoring reports, the precipitation reports, the ground truth reports that we get from the public play a really, really big role in what we do when it comes to forecasting, severe weather, um, the whole nine yards, really, because, like I said, it sets a baseline for what is ground truth. Our radar is just a whole bunch of math equations that's trying to give us the best guess of exactly what type of precipitation is falling, exactly how much, and sometimes it can be a little off. And so a lot of the things that we encourage people to do is please call us, tweet us, let us know what you're seeing because that is 100% fact and then we can take it back and be like, okay, well, our radar was a little bit off here, but now because someone reported to us, we know exactly what it's doing and we can take that and apply it to the rest of our forecasting for the day. What are some gaps that are missing when it comes to weather monitoring? So right now a lot of the gaps um, that come in specifically with Coco Raz is just the density, the amount of people who are reporting. Um, a lot of our rural areas we are missing areas or have really big holes, and that's just because 
we don't have automated stations we can put there. We don't have people who can call in or know that they can um, tweet us, Facebook us, or use Coco Raz to um, give us this information. And then the other thing, too, is that um, a lot of people think it takes a lot of equipment or a lot of time. And really, Coco Raz in general takes two minutes or less every single day, or if you're doing condition monitoring, just two minutes once a week. So the gaps that we have are with our rural areas and trying to get more reports from people in rural areas. March is well known for March Madness, you know, the basketball scene. But there's also kind of a March Madness theme when it comes to the National Weather Service. Can you touch on what that is and what you guys are doing during March? Yeah, so similar to how there's March Madness in basketball, like you alluded to, we have March Madness with Coco Raz. And so basically, during the month of March, with the National Weather Service, we go on a big recruitment push, and we reach out to a whole bunch of different people, and we try to get people invested in Coco Raz. And then we also take that time to thank all of our current observers, and we go out of our way to try to talk to them, too, because we've had a lot of observers in Wisconsin who have been observing for multiple years, and we just want to take that time to thank them, but then also try to fill in some of the gaps and get some more people involved. That was Southern Wisconsin meteorologist Taylor Patterson. To learn more or sign up to be a weather observer, visit wisconsinweatherwatchers.org. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebacher.